Hey, what's going on? It's Nico talking about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's a creation tool right there that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it. I did it. Super easy. Super awesome. Yeah, do it. (laughs) I'm going to plug in my headphones real quick. Cool. Welcome, welcome, welcome for the ladies podcast. It's South Beach Nico. We're doing it, having a great time. Back in the studio, St. Pete, Florida. Having a great time. Back downtown, not on the road, not in Michigan. We are in the studio. Really excited about today's episode because there is a young lady who is killing it out in California who I just happen to have the really fortunate like timing of going to high school with her. She has known me since I was that shy, five foot nothing, 95 pound Nico freshman year in 2004. And uh, we had theater class together. Now she is out in LA. She's an assistant director, really kicking ass, proud of her. And we're going to get in depth with what she's been up to, her travels, her career, little life things, you know, personality things. It's going to be a really fun episode. I'm really excited to talk to Lauren Lulu Culver, a girl I've known forever, like I said. And this is the first time I know for sure that I'm talking to Lauren, I do believe, because she has an identical twin. (laughs) And I'm always 50-50 who I'm talking to, Lauren or Becca. So (laughs) I'm excited for this podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate Lauren's spontaneity talking to me because this came out of the blue. I found her, you know, life interesting. I haven't talked to her in about 10 years, but I found her life interesting just following her on social media that, you know, I want to know more. And I think you guys would be interested in knowing more. So thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. This is blowing up more than I expected, so thank you, everybody, for listening. And this is going to be a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. For the latest podcast, here we go. Lauren! Hey! What's going on? Hey. Hi. Just at my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking to my apartment. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which actually, I don't know if you've listened to anything. I don't think you have, but it's a studio apartment, and I record my podcast out of it, so it's a studio, studio apartment. Oh, there you go. Pretty cool, Fancy. right? Yeah. How, I don't even know the last time I talked to you. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Probably, I guess, high school. Yeah, and I just had my 10-year reunion. Oh, you did? Did you guys yeah. do anything? Yeah, we went to the wood shop. Um, How many you know, people showed up? We had a decent crowd. I would say like 50 or 60. Wow. Yeah, but That's pretty good. what I noticed was everybody kind of went back to that group that they were a part of. Yeah. So like cheerleaders were cheerleaders, you know. Yeah. Whatever. What I, was, I, was a f- I was wondering if like my class, because our, our 10 years this year, so. Right. I'm just wondering it's, if, like, they'll even do anything. I hope you do. I mean, it, I think two people organized it. They just threw something on Facebook. It was pretty cool. But, but yeah. you don't live in Michigan anymore, right? No, I'm so, in Florida. I just, it was uh, over Thanksgiving, so. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, it was very convenient because I'm always home for Thanksgiving. Sorry, it's actually, I'm walking in the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida, and I'm actually <laughs> a little, I'm a little chilly right now, so. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. I'm kind of shivering. It's like 60 degrees. Yeah. But, it's the same. It's like... Yes! It gets so cold at night. I think this is the first time I've talked to you that 
actually no, I'm talking to Lauren. Yes. You, you, you have an identical twin. I do. Yes. That's so funny. <laughs> yes. But we sound like the exact same on the phone. So this could very well oh, be man. Becca. <laughs> and I know like one of you has a freckle or something. Yeah, that's me. Beck, you do, you do. Hey, mm-hmm. hey. Oh, he said hi. Hi. Hey, what's up? I'm recording a podcast. Say hi. Hey, what's up? Hello, yo. <laughs> I'm very popular here. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I would always like, I never really confuse you and Becca, but now I know. I wouldn't blame sure. you if you did. Yeah. No, you Every, guys. Everyone does. What's crazy is I knew you for like a year and a half before I knew Becca at all. Mm-hmm. And after that, like, I didn't even know you had a twin, but after that, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, carrying I get, on the conversation. I have, like, a, to me, I think I have a really, like, similar or familiar facial features to other people. So, like, at work all the time, I constantly get stopped, like, hey, have I worked with you before? Like, I, because I work freelance. Right. Um, they think I like look like someone that they've worked with and I just joke like oh you must have worked with my twin (laughs) Um, is she near you no she's she's in she's in Michigan so it's definitely not possible but it's just (laughs) funny that like I actually have someone like in the world that actually does look like me yeah that is pretty wild Mm -hmm. um so side note real quick yeah. I have the weirdest luck. Every time I'm about to record a podcast, I have these weird encounters with gals that I've dated. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just had like the second one in three episodes. I actually have two fun that's facts so ready for you. Yeah. So I just had like one where I saw a girl that I was kind of hanging out with and then found out that she's back with her ex. Um, wow. Yeah. Just found that out the hard way. But <laughs> you're like in a movie, like a rom-com. <laughs> I know, right? Got to record the podcast. Yeah. But um, uh, and then the second fun fact I have is you and I are in different time zones. Yes. The last time I recorded, the last episode I recorded, I haven't posted yet. I was talking to a guy in Australia, and I oh, had to wow. get up. Yeah, I had to get up three thirty in the morning, New Year's Eve day. Oh to God. record this podcast. So I appreciate wow. you being much more accommodating. It's 1130 here in Florida. Yeah, 830 here. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> for sure. that. This is for much sure. easier. For sure. Yeah, that's insane. What's the time difference for Australia? Um, I think 12 hours Just for you. Wow. 12 for me. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of noted on that. What have you been doing? I've been following you on facebook instagram Mm -hmm. but what like exactly have you been doing because you're all over the place you were in new york right and now you're in la yeah i haven't so i went to central for college and then i had an internship in new york which was amazing like growing up i always wanted to live in new york and i loved staying out there for there's like three or four months that i interned there but then I, during, in college, I went to LA for a broadcasting convention and I just totally fell in love with the city and some of my closest friends had moved out here. So I decided to move out to LA, but uh, through my work in LA, it's kind of brought me to New York as well. So I... I pretty much live a like bicoastal life right now where Okay. So you're um, all over the place still. I am, yeah. Like I'm I'm actually going to New York in a couple weeks for a show. So I don't I don't have like own an apartment out there or anything, which would be really nice, but <laughs> um yeah, I I definitely travel a lot for work, which is cool. And what exactly are you doing? So when I moved out here, I kind of, I didn't even know it was a career opportunity. I've, I've always wanted to work in television. So that's kind of like what I focused on in college. And um, I just kind of fell into the assistant directing role okay. or like department in the television industry. And 
basically assistant director they, they deal with a lot of the logistics on yeah. set so like what time does your crew need to get to set like what do they need to do once they get to set like what are we going to be shooting for the day uh also managing like talent like making sure they go through hair and makeup and all the like transportation of set like how do we get crew from their car to where we're shooting like all those like logistical questions is what I fall into and then uh December of 2018 I joined the DGA the Directors Guild of America which was okay crazy it's like I worked on a unicorn show that flipped union so uh yeah they brought me into the dga so now i work as a stage manager in the dga wow Mm -hmm. that's actually pretty awesome yeah it's cool (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of work like when you're doing it like you're just like constantly asking yourself why am i doing this because it can be really stressful at times but um it's pretty cool. Like I get bored so easily. So the fact that I can constantly change the job that I'm working on is really nice. What is your, um, what's your goal for it all? Um, just right now, my next step up from stage managing would be to be an assistant director, like okay. a, first, a first assistant director where they're in charge of running a set. So they're the guy, like if you, I don't really work on a lot of scripted things. It's mostly digital things or like commercials or like competition reality type shows. So okay, the next level up would be a first assistant director that the person that you hear on set that calls like rolling cut, like mm-hmm. the loud voice in charge on set. That's, that's what my goal is. Was that your to. loud voice that you just did? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have, that's the one thing about me is, like, I have a super monotone voice. You do. <laughs> and I just, I've always been that way. And on set, it, like, when I talk on walkie, it, it, people always comment on it. But it's, like, the only way that I know to stay calm in, like, high stressful situations is just to keep my voice, like, as, like, level as as possible but I've just I've always talked that way so yeah no you have and like I've known you for a half of my life <laughs> yeah but like and you were the same way when I met you and I was in ninth grade but I think that's good like in stressful situations you will have you want to have somebody that's calm calm voice right you, you don't want that fluctuation that's gonna freak everybody out right because you're like the leader of the you know the crew so you're dictating you, people's emotions now. Right. If I, if I give off this, like, stressed vibe, like, they're going to be stressed, asking questions, like, what's wrong? Like, and it just creates chaos that you don't need. Right. So, like, what were your inspirations to this, other than me? Because I know, actually, do you, side note, do you remember our first interaction? No. no <laughs> neither, good at that. neither do I. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but I, I know we met in theater class. Oh, okay. Yes, it was my ninth grade. You're eighth grade, I guess. But that was our, like, my first year at Clarkston. Year. That was a fun year. My first year at Clarkston, I was in theater, and you and I kind of became friends then. I was super shy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was, like, our first interaction. But what, like, because if we met in theater class and you're doing this now, what like was your inspiration ultimately? Why has this guided your life? Um, I just, I don't know. I always loved watching television growing up and the, the media class in high school with Scott Banks, Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks. Yeah. Yes. That kind of like really motivated me the class was so hands-on and he really let us Mm -hmm. do like whatever we wanted and I made a few shows while I was there like even in high school and it just really felt like this is what I want to do I have no idea like what it would be like what it what area I would be involved with in the tv industry um but I just felt like I always wanted to do it and then so in college I did the broadcasting program at Central and I just like went full in, you know, 
made a ton of shows on our TV station there, joined a broadcasting group called National Broadcasting Society, which is, it's not just a central organization, it's an organization all over the country. So I got to meet a lot of people through that, which is really cool. Mm. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know, for some reason, it just always stuck with me that I just felt like this is the area that I wanted to be in. And sometimes I think like, I don't even know what else I would do, because my whole life has been like dedicated to working in the TV industry. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, is it TV movie or just TV? I don't um, know if there's a mainly, <laughs> mainly TV, yeah. And like, I, I feel fortunate that when I started at Central and like graduated, that's really when it's became the golden era of TV. Like I started okay. coming like beginning of college. I just felt like as Netflix started, you know, uh-huh. becoming a thing and now all these other streaming platforms, like people just like constantly want to watch content and it's people aren't really going to see movies anymore. It's like they want to constantly be watching TV. And I just like that TV is like you can extend a story through so many seasons. Like the story doesn't have to end at like, you know, an hour and a half to two hours of a feature film. Like you can constantly evolve the story. Yeah. Which I really like. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, backtracking a quick second. Yeah. I, I want to say that Mr. Banks was actually one of the most inspirational teachers I ever had. Yeah. Like, I took junior and senior year media. Junior year, I was so shy and nervous. He tried to bring me out of my shell and to, you know, get me to be more social. But I worked on all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. And then senior year, I took media again because I enjoyed it. And, you know, then I was doing the morning announcements and, like, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But he he really helped me. He and Mr. Fields – Oh, I um, love Mr. Fields, too. Yes, mm-hmm. Lit and Modern Media, my senior mm-hmm. year. Those are my two most inspirational teachers I've ever had. So, big shout out to Mr. Banks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, Mr. I have Fields. to say, so, I, my first TV show I worked on was a show for Nat Geo in mid-Michigan. And Banks, he hit me up after, I was working on the show for maybe six months. He hit me up and he said, hey, we have this. We so basically Clarkson High School joined with the local public access station of Independence Township. Okay. I don't I know how long ago they did it, but like mid two thousands maybe after we graduated, like after maybe two thousand twelve or something. Mm-hmm. And he hit me up and said, Hey, we have a TV producer gig here at the station. Like I'd love to bring you on to this. I think you would be great for it. So I actually worked for Banks for over a year as wow. a TV producer. Yeah, it was honestly like one of the best experiences I've had. I The TV station was in the high school, so part of my job was actually teaching students about production and also being able to like make my own content. So Wow. Yeah, it was a crazy crazy unique situation that and I was able to like live at home so because it's in Clarkson my parents live there so I, I was able to save up a lot of money by doing that mm-hmm. to motivate me to move out to LA and yeah like Banks is not only a solid teacher he's a great like, co-worker like yeah great all around he is he is like one of the better people he, he will do anything for anybody for sure yes yeah plus apparently he's a good surfer Oh yeah, yeah, kite <laughs> surfer. Mm-hmm. That's his ultimate goal in life. Like he, I don't know if he's retired yet, but if he's not, he's definitely borderline about to retire and move somewhere warm and kite surf forever. <laughs> I am going to send him this. Po- I think I have him on Facebook still, so I'm going to send him this when we're done. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> Shout I mean, out. We keep shouting out, Mr. Banks. <laughs> hey man, it's like those people that like when you're young that you connect with and they really help motivate you for like what you want to do in life. And he is definitely one, like you said. Yeah, no, we're both on that same page, like with him and Fields, Mr. Mm-hmm. Fields. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but so like 
I know we keep jumping all over, but like, you know, you and I met theater class 2004. Mm -hmm. And we've never like, yeah, I know it's crazy, but we haven't kept like up to date with each other. No. At least I I haven't kept up to date with you. I'm sure, you know, you follow everything I do. Yeah, no, I just thought it was really cool that you you moved to Florida. I didn't know how, like, involved, like, what aspects you involved with the baseball teams, but it just, whatever you're doing, it seems super cool. So. Yeah, and, like, you watched my, this is what started this whole thing. You watched my Instagram story the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, I actually meant to talk to Lauren because I've, I've seen you all over the place. You and I were friends on MySpace first. and so now we're like where i was you watched my instagram so i was like oh shoot Mm -hmm. i need to talk to her and that's what reminded me like that i'd seen stuff on you know facebook and snapchat or whatever actually Mm -hmm. i don't have any of it but like you know that you were doing cool things and i meant to talk to you and that's kind of like weird how evolution works Mm -hmm. in technology where you and i stay in touch we haven't talked in 10 years right but you're still able to like somewhat stay close and connected yeah. and see like what people are doing that's it, why you can stay interested right in people's that's, careers and what they're doing right which is why i'm surprised so many people showed up to your 10-year reunion they were all the clarkson people <laughs> they, yeah. they hadn't left <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> there, there's that group it was just me that was the outsider <laughs> i had left <laughs> But, like, since we are able to stay connected in that way, like, to know like, what people are up to, it's, it seems like it makes class reunions, like, an archaic thing now. Like, yeah. something that people wouldn't do. But it's cool that your group, your class still got together. I didn't want to go to mine, to be <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. It, it, if it would have been a different time, I would not have gone. But... It just happened to be on the Saturday night. I had nothing to do. I was in Clarkson. I was like, mm-hmm. sure, I'll go. Right. I was like, I, I kept up with everybody on Facebook that I care about. Right. And I was never obnoxiously close to anybody other than, like, Dom Hutchison, my best mm-hmm. friend. You know. And Dom and I got together three nights later. So it was like, I didn't even need to go. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think technology makes these class reunion things difficult. And for me, seeing how class reunions operate, where everybody just goes back to who they hung out with anyway, that right. kind of that kind of that's a bummer. Me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you know me. I was a floater. Like I knew right. Everybody. I was the same way. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Friendly with everybody. You don't right. have a specific group. Right. So when you get to that class reunion, everybody jumps off. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done this in 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I got to jump around and say hi to everybody and kind of, you know. Hey, what are you up to? It's like, well, yeah. I actually know. I just well, saw you on Facebook the other day. And then you had yeah. the same conversation a hundred times. Yeah, that's hard. I, I have a hard time with small talk. when, Especially it's... if you move. Right. So be ready right. for that. Right. It's like, oh, wow, you moved to L.A. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, which is why I choose to do it on a podcast. No, I mean it's still it's still cool to talk about. Like I'm very proud of it, but yeah, well, I just like, have a hard time with small talk. Did you move out on your own? I I moved out with one of my best friends at Central. We I shipped my car, which is a whole thing. Like if anyone needs help thing. shipping a car across the country, like I can help you with that. No. <laughs> um yeah, and then we drove together in her car, and we made it, like, a three-day trip across the country, which was super amazing, and then we lived together for, I think, like, a year and a half to two years. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was nice. I had I had someone really close with me that I was able to move out with, to, so the jump wasn't that scary. Because yeah. I had someone. So I always recommend someone like if you have someone that you can move with, like I highly recommend it. it. It just really helps out with like all the scary, crazy things you have to think about with a move. Yeah. And like that, 
that loneliness when you get to that place. For sure, yeah. Like I had, I have some CMU friends that moved out beforehand that I was able to meet up with, and you know that kind of helped with me getting to know people, and it even helped me with getting my first few jobs out here. But mm-hmm. yeah, it it definitely can be lonely. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. I'm down yeah, here on my own. with anyone? Nope. <laughs> wow. I uh, remember uh, we've mentioned her numerous times, and actually her and I have gotten together and kind of um, made things better. I dated Kaylee my senior year, Kaylee Traber. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, you know, it was a really rough breakup. I took a hard, and I tried to get her back for like a year. And... Wow. After I kind of determined that wasn't going to happen, <laughs> I moved to Florida <laughs> just, like, for something to do. Wow. So I That's moved a by bold my... move. It was. I mean, it worked out, you know. But right. um, so 10 years later, after, like, dealing with all this stuff, like, you know, when you're – I think when you're lonely, you form your own identity. You oh, live on sure. your own terms yeah, for I sure. I agree with that. So, you know, I actually thanked her. When I went out to drinks with her last November, and I hadn't talked to her in nine years, and I was like, "Look, thank you so much because if you didn't shoot me down, dump me, yes, like I would have never been where I am, and I I wouldn't change anything." Mm-hmm. And so, like, I had to go through this like whole pity party and like develop who I am, and you know, in a in a state that nobody else I know lives in, right. And so, Which yeah, is I, cool. You're able to, like, in a way, recreate, like, yes. who you wanted to be, I guess. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so I look at my, my life as, like, two different phases. I have me born in Clarkson in 1991 until I moved in 2011 to 20-year-old me living in Florida to now I'm 28. I'm like, I look at that as two separate parts of life. Oh, yeah. Like, young, yeah, younger times and adult times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I, you know, I, it was actually cool to talk to her and like thank her for that, but which is kind of weird. <laughs> but no, yeah, loneliness is cool if you really accept it and get into it. You can be social, do your thing. Oh yeah, but I mean, I had I went I went through a very similar thing, and it the year following like my breakup, it was a massive like growth opportunity for me. I was really able to do whatever I wanted. Like, yeah, just focused on myself, like my career, and was this in Michigan? Yes, yeah, but it like that was a thing. Like I, the, the breakup helped me not be attached to anything in Michigan, mm-hmm. to then be another motivation for me to leave Michigan. Like, yeah, you know, and go see the world, which I highly recommend to everyone. Yes, everyone needs to see the world. Especially like with the amenities accessible in twenty nine or twenty twenty now. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. shout out to you being on the first podcast of twenty twenty, by the way. Hey, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yes, no, like you can go anywhere now. So oh, why yeah. why wouldn't you? And I think like the like as long as you take everything in small steps, like hey, I want to like my first trip out of the United States was to Thailand and Vietnam. It was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, okay, how do I actually do this? Like, okay, look at flight tickets. Okay, look at, like, now there's Airbnb and all these, like, online, you know, places to stay at. It's just so (laughs) easy to, (laughs) no, you're good. There's so much access, access to, access and like blogs of people like recommending like places to go and what to do like it's just to me it's so easy but as long as you break everything down in small steps like it's totally anything's achievable yeah absolutely and i think that's pretty awesome i've kind of jumped around like i have a cool app called sky scanner and a couple of years ago right before (laughs) my other ex rachel and i broke up I decided to do like a spontaneous trip for her birthday and I went on a sky scanner, which is not a sponsor of the show, but if they want to be, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But, like, I Googled flights for two days from now. And they yeah. had Atlantic City. And Atlantic City matched up with um, hotels that were reasonably priced. And I was like, shoot, we're going to Atlantic City. So I surprised right. her. I was like, pack a bag. I'm not telling you where we're going. We're going to get on this plane and go. And so, like, that was, like, that's stuff you can do nowadays. And if, you know, I mean, that relationship didn't work out. But if you're traveling on your own, you want to travel to your thing. You can do that stuff. You can just you can get totally on a plane do it. and yeah. work it all out the details. Hotel, like, you know, fine restaurant, anything. You can do oh, what yeah. you want to do. Oh, yeah. And I, it's like, once you get over the intimidation factor of like, oh, this is going to be so expensive. Oh, I don't right. know what I'm doing. Like, it's like we had, I had a flight from Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam to this small island outside of Vietnam and we literally didn't have the hotel booked like that that night like we had mm. no place for to stay technically <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna be homeless unless we like booked our place online so we like we we're about to miss our flight to Fuquak and just quickly went online to some hostel website and searched okay hotels to stay at and found one booked it and then immediately got on our flight and we were yeah. fine like it it's it's fun it's spontaneous but it's not crazy it's totally doable yeah for sure what is your favorite place you've been to so far huh. um bali next- was amazing bali but i think kotao too in thailand it's an island a part of Thailand was mm-hmm. amazing. It's like super chill atmosphere, great food, um, super jungly vibe on the island. And yeah, that's probably one of my favorite spots. How do you determine where you want to go? Um, it's been my friends so far. Okay. Like the first trip a group of my friends were planning to go and they asked me if I wanted to and I had never been out of the country before so it was like right after Christmas so I was just like screw it like I have some money saved up like let's do it like I've always wanted to leave the country and yeah this Bali trip it was a group of co-workers that one of my co-workers was getting married and she was like hey I want to do a crazy bachelorette party to Bali. And we just all said, yeah, let's go. And we we went for like two weeks. It was amazing. You know what's kind of interesting is, this is just me noting things. Like, I knew you a little bit in high school. And <laughs> I guess you could say I dated one of your friends, kind of. Not really. But no, you, yeah, I think you did. Nicole. Nicole, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you totally did. No, not really. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was old Nicole. That was not good. <laughs> I was no too shy to make that work. <laughs> but, you know, like, you always seem to be like that. Let's just do this adventure and, you know, figure it out. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, kind of. I hope that. I hope I've always been that way. (laughs) I thought you have. Like, I always thought you were, like, really, you had a really cool personality that was very open to, like, experiences. Um, When, like, you know, we hung out more, like, when I was kind of dating Nicole. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of got to know you a little bit differently than just Lauren that was walking by me in the halls. Right. Yeah, theater, ninth grade, I'd message you a survey on MySpace, like, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, like, I was trying to, like, make my mark on MySpace, but that didn't work out. <laughs> I know. Not but, your fault, though. <laughs> no, it was just, that was a weird time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, so I've always kind of, like, thought that was really cool. Like, you and, I mean, I thought you were a little bit more adventurous than, like, Becca. But I don't know Becca as well as I know you. Your sister. Yeah. I mean, she is. She totally is. She just. She's a she cool actually, lady. She actually went to Ghana. She left the country before I did. She did a, like a medical trip to Ghana, Africa 
for like a couple weeks so that's pretty awesome yeah she's just been in school forever so. yeah once she graduates she's gonna be we're gonna travel the world together <laughs> that's awesome Mm-hmm. And you guys should start a podcast and do it. <laughs> I know. I've actually have thought about that. It's really easy. The, the, I know. Yeah. Now that we're doing it, <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not hard to start one either. Like if you start yours tomorrow, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. not. It's not hard. It's <laughs> cool. Um. So one of the things that inspired me to start a podcast was about a year and a half ago. Yeah. I met Jonathan Goldsmith, the most interesting man in the world, just like his guy. <laughs> he was down here in St. Petersburg, and, like, I had a day off, came over. He was doing a bottle signing for a straw tequila. What? Because he's not with Dos Equis anymore. Oh. And so I saw this flyer, and I was like, well, I've got the day off. I'm going over there, like, I love this guy. I love his commercials. Right. And, um, you know, like, I've been around a ton of celebrities. It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But I'm driving the hour that I had to drive at the time. And I'm like, what do I say to the most interesting man in the world? Like, <laughs> Yeah, what do you ask him? Like, yeah. I'm not going to say some, like, cliche line from the commercial that right. everybody else is going to say. So, like, I'm freaking out the whole time. And get in line. I'm next up. I've got the guy behind me taking pictures. Some stranger. I forgot to take his pictures in return. But um, he made it super easy. Like, he started talking to me first. And we just, like, started having a conversation. And it was great. Um, I did some more research. He had a book out about his, like, life excursions and people he'd met and stories he had heard. Oh, wow. And it's a really, really good book. It's called Stay Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> But which he has done which, yes, like he absolutely lives up to the most interesting man in the world. And so I read this book and for a year, it like sat with me. And then I actually found a media video that I did like a late night talk show senior year oh. on, the, on the morning announcements. And I sent it mm -hmm. to a bunch of people and I found it on YouTube and they're like, why don't you do something like this? And I'm like, I have no idea what I would do. And so I kind of thought back to that book about hearing people's stories and what they're interested in. And the podcast became a thing because of, A, meeting the Dos Equis guy. Mm -hmm. And, B, Mr. Banks' media class. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's where this all came from. That's so cool. And, but he took a chance. He moved out to L.A. and, like, floundered for, like, 30 years. Wow. And uh, so I think it's kind of cool that you're out there, like, wheeling and dealing already, <laughs> doing your thing. I think so. <laughs> you might be the next yeah. Dos Equis lady. Hey, man. <laughs> Has, like, I... acting or anything ever been, like, something you want to do? No. No? I, when I was a kid, I was, like, so gung-ho. Like, that's all I wanted to do is act and sing. And then I found out that it's not as easy as one would think. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I, my mind is so, like, logistical mindset that this job really fits into what I like to do and naturally, so, yeah. I would love to be, like, an executive producer one day or, like, a showrunner. I think that would be really cool. It's a lot of hard work, but. Okay, so I've been yeah. watching a show called designated survivor okay no, um, it. <laughs> it's a really good show so apparently when they have like everybody important in washington and this is not a political thing this is just a good show mm -hmm. but anytime they have everybody in washington like you know the presidential uh inauguration or something like that where everybody is there mm -hmm. they take one person out of that whole group and designate them as the survivor in case there's an attack or something oh, wow. where everybody dies. And so in this show, guess what happens? <laughs> First episode, everybody dies. President, what? Congress, everybody, vice president, everybody. So this guy has to become president now. Um, really good show. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's good. It's on Netflix. Um, but it kind of like, in my opinion... 
it took a turn. It it kind of took a bunch of turns. And what I had read after I finished the series was that they had four showrunners, mm. and they dictated which way the show went. Yeah, and so like that'll do it. I I don't know those many details, but yeah, like you say that right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I mean... reading that detail, and I was like, damn, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like do, they have that much like the final say. They, okay. Yeah, on like what what happens creatively, financially, and you know, they help with like the logistical of it too. So mm-hmm. it's like like in a normal feature film, your director is like the above all like person that you answer to, but a lot of times with television shows it's the showrunner who's the ultimate person that you have to answer to and makes the final call on things. So, yeah, I mean, if, if the show went through four showrunners, I'm sure it changed a lot. In three seasons. That's crazy. That means yeah. they changed showrunners mid-season. That's crazy. Yeah. And, it, like, it definitely did change. The first season, I think, was the best. But So, mm. and that's, I've never heard the term showrunner. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of people don't, know about that position i mean there's so many positions that i had no clue about until i moved out here that have like a massive impact on having a show like created um but yeah showrunner is like those it's like the person that when an actor or someone comes up to stage and they they thank those people for helping them get there and i think that's cool yeah like to be that person yeah that's i mean i think that's really noble that you want to be that behind the scenes person mm-hmm. because not everybody does most people don't <laughs> yeah i have no interest in being like the famous person in front of the camera blah 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 like as long as i can be that person that people know like oh that per- lauren culver like she can make shit happen like yes yeah. that's, that's what i would want to be remembered as and how long is that like a you could do this till you're sixty type of thing? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah you could do it. Probably more of a lifespan than actually being in front of the camera. Maybe. Depending on I guess like as long as you can keep adapting like Meryl Streep or Robert mm-hmm. De Niro, I mean people like that, they've totally yeah, they're keeping up with the times. Forever working, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, like, a changing of time. Okay, so I read this really interesting Esquire article about three months ago in advance of me seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and it was just an interview with Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about that transition from old Western times to like the hippie culture in mm-hmm. Hollywood. And I saw the movie. I love that movie. I've seen it like four times. Oh, really? It's great. Yes. Is that like a thing that people take that so seriously, the changing of the culture and the times that you've seen? I know you're doing TV and stuff, but like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I'd say so. I don't know if I have enough to. You don't have to get in like depth. comment just, on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to get in depth. Yeah, but like yeah. I like you know, it, I I just thought it was really interesting that they kind of fought it halfway through the movie, but then by the end, right. DiCaprio has hippie hair. <laughs> right. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is like the Me Too movement. Like, that's, okay. I guess that's something that I could compare to. You know, people people out in Hollywood have fought it so long to have women more involved in mm-hmm. the industry. And now it's finally becoming a thing where, yeah, you know, women are actually being able to like have a voice and are able to direct more and become nominated for more things. Like maybe not in the 2020 Oscar nominations, but right, <laughs> in general, yeah. they're doing more. So I feel like that's what I would compare what you're saying, like the Western genre to 
even if you can I don't know if you can compare those two, but <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean I mean it's a yeah. changing of the times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean I, I think that's awesome. And do you feel like you've benefited from this whole new changing of the times? Oh, for sure. I've I've been so fortunate that when I moved out here I was able to meet a group of ADs that are mostly female mm-hmm. and they've they've been able to bring me along and like teach me so much about the industry about the job and um I, I just feel blessed that like I'm I'm out here in that time where like the people are taking women more seriously yeah because like there's no reason that you can't do no <laughs> the same thing or better things than guys can. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but so like I've got, let's say, let's do another like 10 minutes ish. Cause I know you got to work in the morning. Yeah. And, and you, <laughs> and I have to work in the morning. Yes. <laughs> and but it's later there. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. It's actually tomorrow here. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. But, um, what has been your biggest challenge? My biggest challenge? Career-wise. Whether it's moving or, like, actual job things. Um, I would say it's more like me personally dealing with my own, like, personal struggles with career. Like, having having the confidence to like have a loud voice on set, having Mm -hmm. the confidence to make tough decisions on set that have to be thrown at you really quickly. Okay. That's probably been my biggest challenge. Like if you look at from like by the time I moved out here to like where I'm at now, it's crazy fast. Like how much I've moved up. When did you move? I moved August of 2016. Okay. So. So almost three and a half years. Yeah, really quickly to come out here as a PA and now to be in the DGA, like it's crazy fast, but I still struggle with having the confidence to be on set and like take charge, like not because I I don't want to be the person that's like the asshole AD that yells at everyone Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be the one that people can actually trust and listen and respect and um, can relate to a little bit. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of I struggle with it like anytime I'm on set. But yeah, I think what I always tell myself is it's it's experience. Like the more experience I have on set, the better I, I will be at with making tough decisions like because a lot of times with an ad one decision that you make can have massive financial repercussions right to a show like it could cause a show to run in overtime it could cause your Mm -hmm. show to hit meal penalty with your crew um and that's a lot of anxiety that could be weighing you (laughs) yeah and there's also like safety concerns like an ad is one of the key people that are in charge with safety on set. So if you, if you make a judgment call on something that wasn't really as safe as what you thought, like, you know, people can get hurt, like people Mm -hmm. can die. Like it's, you know, yeah, there's a lot that can go into an AD job that, um, I just know like once I feel more confident in my role, I'll be able to get more work and better work, but yeah. that just takes time. So something that I have encountered, you know, with my own personal development in my twenties mm-hmm. is, you know, you saw me when I was 15, I was yeah. super shy and, you know, like I probably would have cut this interview off at like four minutes because I would have been afraid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, same year, yeah. Same year. But, you know, so I, I went through a time when I, in my early 20s, when I was 20, 21, 22, where I tried to overcompensate 
you know, because I knew I was coming out of my shell thanks to Mr. Banks, Mr. Fields. Mm -hmm. But I was trying to develop my personality. And so I kind of took it to a level of cockiness. Mm -hmm. And I was very arrogant. And so, like, I feel like now I'm much more leveled out and I know who I am and I can be who I am. Did you go through something like that? No, I mean, it's weird to say. I kind of wish I did, but (laughs) 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 Um, just, like, I've definitely dealt with, like, being shy, timid, quiet for most of my life. I mean, even now, depending on the person that I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know, having that, like, spurt of just like super outgoing and not caring what anyone has to say it it sounds kind of nice (laughs) yeah and like it's I like I respect that you have balanced yourself out like I'm always I'm always developing who I am yeah like you saw yourself going down this road hmm maybe that's not what I want to be like and yeah kind of you know leveling off and going in between the outgoing confident person and like the shy timid person like that's cool yeah I appreciate that see and like I've never taken you as somebody who wasn't confident in what they were doing no man it's all a show (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah you never know what's going on behind the scenes with people so like that's why I always try to be kind with people and not judge them Mm -hmm. but yeah like you have always presented yourself like I always thought Lauren Culver knew what she was doing <laughs> that's cool <laughs> i mean i haven't seen you in 10 years but yeah um no i i always think that's interesting and i like to talk to people about like their personal development because i know what i've you know i'm always going through and always doing but i remember one time i met um with kaylee yeah yeah bring her up again mm-hmm. i met with her like a year and a half after we broke up and we were at a caribou coffee <laughs> and she said, yeah, you've changed. I was like, well, I hope so. You know? Right. Right. You always like, hope that you're like developing and growing to be a better person. Yeah. And so you, I guess you could get caught up in LA TV culture, whatever. Oh, for sure. You could get caught up in that. And so like you say, you wish maybe you'd been on that like cockier hey I'm here side and I don't think you need to like (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that (laughs) yeah like just be happy that you haven't done that because that's where trouble gets started like I was at lunch one time I I came after like a a baseball game and I took my cockiness to like a a men's league baseball game and the whole other team wanted to fight me wow yeah which never happened like yeah you don't seem like the guy this to start a fight <laughs> no exactly now I, I mean you know just talking crap and so mm-hmm. i was telling my parents the story after the game and they weren't at the game but they're like why does everybody hate you and i remember that stuck and i was like shoot maybe i'm doing the wrong thing here <laughs> <laughs> wait <laughs> maybe this is not how maybe it should operate but, yeah, so I always find it interesting. And then another question I've wanted to ask you for a very long time, actually, and we just don't talk enough for me to ask this. Where does Lulu come from? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Lulu. <laughs> um, so freshman year of college, my friends Ethan and Sam, they – I think it was actually Ethan. He said that he had a friend in high school named Lauren, and she – they called her Lulu and he's like oh can we call you that I'm like yeah I love that Hmm. nickname so and it just stopped from there nice yeah my family calls me Lulu my nieces call me Auntie Lulu and it's like my nickname on set now so everyone on set knows me as Lulu I've always wondered because I remember it randomly popped up. Like, <laughs> I think it was on your Facebook. I was like, "What? Did I miss something?" Right. What is this? But yeah. That's awesome. Like, that's cool. You can adopt a little nickname. That's awesome. Yeah, and I I kind of use it as a in a way to market myself. Like a lot of yeah. a lot more people are gonna remember the name Lulu than Lauren. Mm-hmm. 
Lauren is a way more of a common name than Lulu, so. Well, that's why I go with Nico and not Nick. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a unique it's, name. Yes, or South Beach Nico is what I go with, but that's a whole go. different. That's a whole <laughs> different thing. I've never even been to South Beach. So. <laughs> <laughs> it just flows. <laughs> it just start. It just sticks, you know. <laughs> Well, what are you working on now? Last thing we'll talk about. What are you working on now? What's your big plans for 2020? 2020, I I just keep hoping to work in, like, union, DGA jobs that will help get me to a first AD position. I have, like, no rush to become a first AD because I know it takes experience, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to work on as many shows like that as possible. Um, it sounds silly, but I've like made a mental note in a journal of mine that um, to in order to qualify for health insurance with the DGA, you have to make like a certain amount of money. So I was able to do that last year, which was insane. Like it's Very cool. really hard to do. So I just want to keep up with that. And yes, because health insurance is, you know, such a hard thing to have like quality insurance. So <laughs> I just want to keep up with that and definitely continue to travel. To um, St. Petersburg. Hey, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Florida's fun. Downtown St. Petersburg is a lot of fun. Yeah. It gets a bad, Florida in general gets a bad rap, but. I mean, you got to go to the right spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's awesome, though. Like, I actually really commend you for everything you're doing. Cause Thank you. What, <laughs> so when I went to the reunion, seeing the people who hadn't left Clarkston, and I don't, if they listen to this, whatever. But, like, some people don't leave, and they don't really do anything with their life. They, Which is insane to me. Yes, and I, I, I told my brother we were walking home, because Nathan came too to the reunion, and we were walking home. I was like, that just validated why I left. Right. Because I'm not that person like wearing a flannel shirt that married <laughs> somebody from Waterford, and right. <laughs> you know having a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. I'm working my nine to five, and I'm gonna retire, and I'm never gonna leave Michigan. Like that's not what I have ever wanted. Yeah. That scares me more than jumping on a plane to you know Thailand. Thailand. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Cambodia. Like yeah. But so like that's why like that was a big reason why I wanted to talk to you. Because you are going out and doing things. You haven't just stayed in Clarkston. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like those are the people I want to have on here. Yeah, no, I appreciate you calling. It's yeah, no, it's it was cool. random. <laughs> no, no, it's really cool. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I've always wanted to be on one, a podcast. Yeah. So for the yeah. ladies' podcast, yeah. Thank do you, you... For, uh, helping me get there? <laughs> yes, of course. Anytime you are welcome back. Anytime. Do you want to? Do you want people to follow you on social media or anything? Um, yeah, Instagram is at Lauren Lulu C if they're ever interested in my journey, which, <laughs> which sounds silly, but <laughs> no, it's awesome. Like, I think yeah. I'm actually really excited for you, like 10 years, because you and I have known each other for a while now, but 10 years from now to see where you're at. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, and totally. We, I hope, we have like I, a whole decade of like looking back on where we were till now. So, well, you and I have a decade and a half. That's like, true. From what we right. knew each other. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so a decade from now, I think it's going to be really, really great for you. And I just hope you don't like get discouraged or anything. Like just keep doing what you're doing because it sounds freaking awesome. Thank you. Same to you, man. Same to you. Thank you. I'm doing what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely. I hope you have a rest of uh, the rest of your day. It's It's a different day here in Florida. But... Yeah, hello to the future. Yeah, it's tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. I'll text you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but you have a lovely night. Tell Becca I said hi. I definitely will, yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Bye.
I'm so happy that I got the chance to talk to Lauren Lulu Culver, Hollywood superstar, assistant director. <laughs> she is doing amazing things. I just texted her that because I want her to know she is doing amazing things. So appreciative that she took the time to, on a Monday, it's a Monday, she took the time to do this podcast, and that's really awesome. And, um, you know, she's doing great things out there in L.A., City of Angels, having a great time. Took a risk, you know, she took a chance on herself, and I'm so happy that it's working out for her, and only the better things are to come. She is going to continue being amazing. So I'm happy that we had that interview. I'm glad that I'm still friends with her enough that we have that interview. I've not said anything too dumb in the 15 years I've known her, so appreciate her so much. Wish her all the best of luck. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Happy first podcast of 2020. F yeah. Let's go. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for listening to the For the Ladies podcast.